0: Hello friends. Just like we promised, it's time for another fresh episode of the world's least crappy way to exercise, not boring workouts. I'm Allie, and I'm going to provide you with the best fitness training I can while sitting here in my closet in Los Angeles, wondering if I have enough bamboo toilet paper to get through the next lockdown. Yes, I've switched to bamboo. Today's workout was written by my silent partner, David, who says he couldn't even fit in the closet of his little apartment in New York if he wanted to, and it seems like what he Been wondering about is bananas. So, welcome to the This Workout is Bananas workout. To help make this workout a little more bananas, go grab a small towel. While you get that towel, I will take a moment to let you know if you want to support this completely independent podcast. We'd love it if right after this workout, you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. This is the best way to help us grow, sincerely. And bring you more and more not boring workouts every week. Do you want more? Then go review us. We will even read your review out loud on an episode just like this one from Shy Town Jamie. Quote, I don't follow her exact workout, but do my own while listening to a 15-to-20-minute guidance slash humor workout. She's funny. End quote. Thanks, Shy Town Jamie! That's great. To be honest, we don't care if you fucking do these moves or not, as long as you are moving while you're listening to me. That ding means it's time to start your first exercise. Enhanced squats. Take that towel and grip one end in each hand and then pull that towel taut. Now extend those arms straight out in front of you. Next, do a standard squat, but as you squat, keep that towel stretched tight and raise your hands above your head. On the way back up, bring those arms back out straight in front of you. Keep going. People fucking love bananas. Here are some numbers from the internet. More than 100 billion bananas are eaten every year in the world. They're the single most sold item at Walmart. As long as it's not guns, fantastic. To the tune of one billion pounds annually. Actually, I think they don't sell guns anymore. I'm going to keep going. And Americans eat an average of 27 pounds of bananas per person every year. I personally think that I hold up to those stats. I eat like a banana a day. Anyway, this seems like a lot until you find out that in Ecuador... Residents eat an average of 218 pounds of bananas per person every year. Wow, so Americans eat an average of 27, and Ecuadorians eat an average of 218 pounds of bananas per person every year? Is that all they eat in Ecuador? Are you from Ecuador? Will you tell me what your diet is like? Also attesting to its popularity, more songs have been written about bananas than any other fruit. B-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N- mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The last fact is slightly problematic because bananas aren't actually classified as a fruit. Instead, the banana tree is considered an herb in the same family as lilies, orchids, and palms. Wow, I love this. Bananas are actually a form of berry. Remain standing. Keep that towel stretched out between your hands. Raise your arms up over your head and begin doing slow side bends to the left and right, really focusing on those oblique muscles. Bananas originated in Asia and came in all sorts of shapes, sizes, and flavors, just like people. The first mention of them in written history dates back to 6th century B.C., and they are even represented in Egyptian hieroglyphs. A thousand kinds of bananas grew wild across Asia and Africa, but they were almost exclusively non-sweet bananas similar to plantains, which when you cook them are super sweet. While this was one of the first fruits to be cultivated, it wasn't until the 1800s that a sweeter banana emerged and took the world by storm. The first yellow sweet banana was a mutant strain of the cooking banana, discovered in 1836 by Jamaican Jean-Francois Pougeot, who found that one of the banana trees on his plantation was bearing yellow fruit rather than green or red. Wait, bananas can be red? Hold the fucking phone. He found it was sweet, even without cooking, and he began to focus exclusively on this strain, which became the... Gross, Michael? Wait, I'm reading this live, but you know how apples have varieties like a a Macintosh? I think that bananas do too, and that's what's happening. All right, have a seat on the floor for towel-enhanced V-sits. Stretch that towel out between your hands and extend your arms out in front of your body. Now, keeping your legs straight, raise them off the floor and make a V with your body. Now the fun part. This is where shit gets crazy, okay? Blame David, he wrote this. Draw your knees in and then extend your legs above the towel between your arms. So you extend your legs and the towel is behind your legs. Then you're gonna draw your knees back in and extend them out below the towel. So you're kicking your legs out below and under the towel and then bending your knees and bringing them in over the towel. This sounds crazy, I'm glad you're doing it and not me, but maybe I'll try it later. I love props! Bananas made it to America for the 1876 Philadelphia Centennial Exposition. As the popularity of the sweet yellow banana grew, so did its circulation. By 1950, close to 100% of all sweet yellow bananas being grown across Central and South America as well as almost everywhere else, was an exact genetic clone of that gross Michael. Why would they call it gross when it's so delicious? And who's Michael? This was fantastic to everyone who was growing and selling bananas since it resulted in incredibly consistent bananas with a well-established process for cultivation. By the 1950s, bananas were big business. It was bananas. And the biggest grower was the American-owned United Fruit Company, which is now... Chiquita! The thing is, they didn't grow them in America, but instead dominated large swaths of Central America, uh, primarily in Guatemala, Costa Rica, and Honduras. That's how those countries became known as banana republics. Not to be confused with the store where you can buy your clothes if you want to be super vanilla. Okay, let's give your arms and towel a break. Towel needs a break, don't you think? Remain on your back, bend your knees, and put your feet flat on the floor. Now roll over onto your right side. Keeping your knees bent, lift your left foot a few inches away from your right foot. Now keeping that distance, start doing clamshells, lifting and lowering your left knee. I will let you know when to turn over and hit that other side. While bananas themselves are wonderful, the same cannot be said of the United Fruit Company. They began all the way back in the 1870s in Costa Rica, where they convinced the government to provide them with thousands of acres of land to grow bananas in exchange for putting in a railway system. This initial effort became a model for the company as the popularity and demand for bananas grew rapidly. Roll over onto your left side and work the right leg. By the 1930s, the company owned 3.5 million acres of land in Central America and the Caribbean and was the single largest landowner in Guatemala the company was regularly accused of terrible mistreatment of local labor and essentially exporting both bananas and profits out of the countries in which they were established. United Fruit violently put down multiple labor strikes from the 1930s to the 1950s while expanding their dominance over local economies. I accidentally growled a little bit there, but actually I feel like we can keep it. Roll over onto your belly and grab that towel for Superman's. This is just like regular Superman's, but keep that towel extended between your hands as you lift and lower your arms and legs in unison. The next part of this story deserves its own episode, but here's the short version. In 1952, the government of Guatemala began taking back land that had been leased to United Fruit— but that United Fruit was not actually using. Then they gave that land to rural peasants so that they could farm it and feed their families and their communities. Huzzah, Robin Hood! At the same time, much of the US was consumed by the red scare of communism. I feel like that's happening again, And United Fruit worked this fear like a fiddle. They told the US government wrongly that Guatemala was being taken over by dangerous commies who were threatening the balance of power in Central America. Ugh, this is totally happening now. In a way. In response, President Eisenhower authorized Operation PB (laughs) Success. Move into a high plank and drop the towel. Let's get your heart rate back up with some mountain climbers. Stay in that high plank position and you're basically going to start running in place. Try to bring your knee as close as you can to your chest with each stride. If you are new to this exercise, you can start slow, but gradually pick up speed. Operation PB Success was run by the CIA, which armed, funded, and trained a force of 480 men, led by Carlos Castillo Armas, an officer in the Guatemalan military. In 1954, they invaded Guatemala while the CIA coordinated a massive propaganda program to convince locals that the democratically elected government was corrupt. Oh, Jesus Christ. We don't have a democracy. We just invade others in the name of one. The invading forces were not entirely successful, but combined with the propaganda program, they were able to topple the government, and Armas was installed as a dictator. (laughs) Oh! And we continue to fuck the world. Armas banned opposition parties, imprisoned and tortured political opponents, and reversed social reforms. Nearly four decades of civil war followed, thanks America, as leftist guerrillas fought the series of U.S.-backed authoritarian regimes whose brutalities included a genocide of the Mayan peoples. Meanwhile, the United Fruit Company continued and expanded its monopolistic banana business. Ugh, so depressing. Up on your feet and grab that towel. This next exercise will work your triceps. So hold one end of the towel in your left hand, raise that hand over your head and bend the elbow, allowing the other end of the towel to drop behind your back. Grab the other end of the towel with your right hand. Now straighten your left arm while bending your right arm, then reverse the motion keep tension in the towel and I will tell you when to switch sides. Now here's the next bananas thing about bananas, which we touched upon earlier. All of those bananas that United Fruit and every other major banana grower was growing were genetically identical Gross Michael bananas. People loved how the Gross Michael, is it Gross Michael? G-R-O-S? Looked and tasted, and growers loved that the gross Michael was durable and could be grown in lots of places. Switch sides on those tricep pulls. The problem is that when one of the largest, most important crops in the world is essentially just one plant, means it takes just one disease to wipe them all out. And that is what happened when the Panama disease ripped through the Caribbean and Central America. Within just a few short years, there were no more gross Michael bananas. Wow, this story is bananas. How many times will I use that phrase? Let's count. Take a shot every time I call something bananas. No, you know what? Do an extra jump every time I use the expression bananas. Next up, front lunges. Now, if you want to keep pushing yourself, keep that towel between your hands, and each time you lunge, drive both hands out in front of you, keeping tension in the towel the whole time. Start lunging, alternating sides. For a brief time, it looked like that could be the end of the massive banana business, but it was saved due to the development of the banana that you and everyone else now eats. The Cavendish banana. The Cavendish banana, in addition to sounding kinds of Jewish, Cavendish, Cavendish, you'll have a Cavendish. The Cavendish banana had the benefit of being able to be grown in the same places the Gross Michael was grown and it was resistant to the Panama disease. The problem was that it looked rather different and was not nearly as sweet as the Gross Michael. Well, I wonder what that one looked and tasted like. However, a massive promotional campaign convinced Americans and the rest of the world that this was just the banana everyone had been waiting for. And by the beginning of the 1960s, the banana biz was back to humming along and everyone was eating the new Covendish banana. Honestly, everything is PR in this fucking world. All right, let's finish up today back on the floor with some towel-assisted stretches. Start seated with your legs out in front of you and wrap the towel around your feet. Now slowly pull your upper body towards your toes, but try not to round your back. Go as deep as you can and hold it there. The problem, of course, is that United Fruit, now Chiquita, and everyone else has been making the same mistake all over again. All of the Cavendish bananas are clones, and sometime in the 1990s, the Panama disease mutated and began killing off Cavendish trees in Africa and Asia. Today, the only thing keeping the banana alive has been a strict agricultural quarantining that has so far kept the new disease from reaching the Caribbean and Central America. See, it's not just people that are quarantining. It's also bananas. That's bananas. Most experts agree it is just a matter of time before that quarantine fails. And if the coronavirus has taught us anything, yes, yes it will. And once again, if it does, that will be the end of the Cavendish banana. God damn it. Humans have no long-term thinking. It's just short-term and then we make the same mistakes over and over again. Anyway, does this mean no more bananas for us at the local market? Yeah, it would. They might be able to come up with a new strain in time to avoid that, but it could, it could be. We could have a banana shortage. The great banana crisis of 2021. And now go ahead and stretch out anything else you like, or just lie there and take some nice deep breaths. That's all we got for you today with Bananas. We love them, but they're kind of problematic, just like everything we love. David says that even though he eats one almost every day, the fact that they were the root cause of so much terrible shit has made him wonder if maybe mangoes would be a better choice. I love mangoes, David. They're my favorite fruit, but they're harder to eat. Bananas are so great because they come in their own holder. What do you guys think? Will any of this information change how you feel about bananas? I don't know. It's not the bananas' fault. Let us know on Twitter. We're at NBWPod. That's it! Your Not Boring workout is over, but let me just take a moment to let you know all the great ways you can help make sure there are more Not Boring workouts to keep you healthy during the next, aka, current lockdown. First, consider leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts so that more people might discover us. Next, check out patreon.com notboringworkouts, where we have some great perks, including getting to hear me read out your name on every episode, just like I do for Ian Chapman, that sexy motherfucker. Finally, think about tossing us a tip on Venmo at Not Boring Workouts. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.